The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Hello, hello, hello. Joshua here. We're about to do a Canelo versus Plant pre-show. We have a major pay-per-view popping up here today. Canelo Alvarez versus Caleb Plant. That's what the discussion is going to be on, as well as some other things tied to that particular pay-per-view and overall card. Going to be joining in with Slavin. What up, BTN Benjamin? This is how we do. But all is good. Been a minute. Been a minute since I've been on here. Slavin as well. See, I'm repping that Team T, baby. Shout out to Tierra Brown. Got that W in Mexico. This just happened this past weekend. No shout out there, without a doubt. What up with it? Lonnie Harris, aka Hands. <laughs> What's good, man? All is good. Let's hold it down here about to talk some boxing. Some boxing having. Hey, what's up? <laughs> what's going on, Slavin? Hey, nothing. Just trying to adjust this. <laughs> nothing much, really. Yeah, it's been a minute. Been a minute. Yeah. You're, you're harder to get to than a president. <laughs> yeah. Well. I hope it's all right. I'm not entirely visible, but <laughs> all good, all good. We'll make it work. We'll make it yeah. work. The chair is a little too high, so <laughs> that, that <laughs> table is too low. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's funny. All right. So this is gonna be that eighty-six boxing boxing haven collaboration once again. That's mm -hmm. right. We're going to talk about the Canelo versus Plant pay-per-view. As a matter of fact, we can probably talk about some of the other fights on the card. Well, there are some yeah. that are somewhat decent. Uh, I don't know. if it, I wouldn't say it's the worst card, but it's uh, just a solid. It's straight, I would say. It's straight, you know. 
we have yeah. a few a few known commodities on the undercard to include the likes of uh Rancis Bartholomew. Mm-hmm. Anthony Durrell is gonna be fighting. Oh, yeah, yep. A good one might end up being Ray Vargas versus Leonard Baez. I think that could end up being a pretty action packed fight, uh, outside mm-hmm. of the main event. And then the Elvis Rodriguez versus Juan Pablo Romero. I don't know that I know Romero. I would have to see him. Uh, but that should be an interesting one. I am familiar with Elvis Rodriguez because he was with Top Rank and he did a lot of fighting during the pandemic in that Top Rank bubble in Las Vegas. So he ended up losing. I believe it was his last fight that he may have lost. And uh, now he's bouncing back. Yep, he lost to Kenneth Sims Jr. So Elvis Rodriguez is going to be on there. And that kind of rounds up the overall card. But, of course, the marquee fight of the entire thing is Caleb Clint versus Canelo Alvarez. And this is going to be a fight in which all four belts are on the line, the four major belts at least. We're talking the WBO, WBA, WBC, and the IBF super middleweight titles, as well as the ring title. And essentially, you will be known as the lineal champion, I suppose, as well, with the win. (laughs) So Canelo has a chance to be the first undisputed Mexican champion, and I think his chances are pretty high in that coming to fruition. But that aside, just let me know your thoughts on the overall fight. Yeah, that's right. Now, when I think about, yeah, Julio Cesar Chavez never held all those titles, nor Oscar, well, but he's not from Mexico, anyway. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, I think, well, you know, I think it is going to be a good fight. I mean, uh, depends on how, you know, plant fights, of course, if uh, <laughs> how long it's going to last and how good of a fight it will be. But I trust he will, he will put up a good fight and he's rather, he's a rather clever boxer, I guess. Uh, he's not some, you know, some type like uh, yielding or those guys are all rocky feeling yeah. anyway. <laughs> so no, I no. trust he will not get destroyed like in three rounds anyway. <laughs> so you know, he's a he's a rather serious opponent. Yeah, but I just uh, don't know of his chances. You know how big they are of winning. That they are. I won't say they are that big anyway. But. There is always a, a chance. It's boxing, you know. So <laughs> that's what they say. Yeah. When it comes to Canelo, of course, he's the heavy favorite, you know, yeah. as usual. And uh, even though he's fighting a much taller, bigger guy, but he's done that before, you know. So we've seen that he can dismantle guys that are much taller and and, and uh, naturally heavier and all that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, Canelo, yeah, at this stage, he's done a great job of being able to adapt and overcome the height advantages that uh, maybe that may come about whenever he faces anyone. Rocky Fieldings, of course, Billy yeah. Joe's a little bit taller than him. Uh, yeah, of course, uh, Caitlin Smith. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> the biggest. To name others. 
Yeah, yeah. Smith being a big one, really a one seventy five or now. Uh, but yeah, I think that you make some good points. Canelo or Clint rather is a very skilled fighter. I think that he's shown that over the years, and he's really his name. He's made a name for himself just as being uh, an athletic, talented fighter under that TMT stable, or at least fighting out of that gym. Uh, and he's shown that he has the capability of outboxing opponents. Mm. But when it comes to Canelo Alvarez, of course, that is a premier level, a guy I regard as the number one fighter out there in the world. And Canelo is really on top of his game right now. I don't yeah. think that Plant has, well, it's not a matter of even thinking. I know that Plant hasn't faced anyone, at least in, in real competition, uh, on the level of Canelo. And the same can't be said of Canelo. I know that Canelo has faced some top tier, top caliber guys throughout the years. So we can't necessarily say this is the best opponent Canelo has faced, but we know that this is the best opponent that Clint has faced. And it'll be a matter of how he withstands Canelo's shots. And the real fight I kind of use as the parameter, even though very different styles, I know that Clint had a tough fight, tough but clear win with uh, Jose Uzcategui, Uzcategui. And I just felt in that fight, Uzcategui, he's uh, very one-dimensional in some sense. He's only offense forward, doesn't have much defense. And he's he's a little bit straight up and down at times. And he was able to really bust up Clint. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. he's another big guy. He was able to bust up Clint. And he was really able to, or at least Flint had a lot of redness on his face, and he may have had some yeah. cuts and all, but Flint, it took everything, I believe, for Flint to maintain that level of boxing that he did throughout the night. And this may ultimately be a different question when it comes to the pressure that Canelo applies. Yeah, that's what worries me, I was going to say, because I, I would really like to see Plant win, you know, just because I think mm-hmm. Canelo has been getting a little too cocky, you know, lately, <laughs> those victory. But uh, I also watched uh, Plant versus Caleb Truex. And yes. uh, even though Truex is a better uh, technical fighter than uh, Uskate, we, he, he, I mean, he, Plant did take some big sh- big shots there also. I mean, he was not that hard to hit, but he did win, of course, clearly. He was uh, yeah. also impressive. But what kind of worries me that he his defense might not be, might not be up to par, you know, against Canelo, especially, you know, yeah. the guy who is so good at, you know, finding his target, <laughs> you know, that. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, uh, that is a good point. And of course, Truox isn't really an elite level fighter. Of course, he's on, he's had some fights on that stage, you know, yeah. the elite level stage, but we wouldn't yeah. consider him to be an elite level fighter. He's I more so a B fighter. You can fighter. say he was close to that before when he yeah. was prime, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was able to pick up an alphabet title, which is uh, commend upon that and everything. But mm-hmm. true ops, you know, it wouldn't even be conceivable that he would be in with uh, Canelo and stand a chance. 
of going the distance at all. So that doesn't bode too well for Flint. But that being said, there are a lot of people out there who think Flint, who think that uh, Flint may have the tools to outbox Canelo, who we've seen in trouble for, say, rounds when he's going up against those who are very skilled athletic boxers. But we don't know that that necessarily will translate to the case here. And I guess... A good example would be depending on how people view Billy Joe Saunders by comparison to Caleb Clint, because Billy Joe Saunders had a couple of rounds where his boxing seemed to, and his craftiness seemed to do pretty well against Canelo before he was ultimately broken down. Yeah, definitely. I think actually I had that fight even at the point of stoppage. I think they both won like four rounds or something. I don't know. Uh, Saunders seemed to do very well, but of course, he, in the end, he suffered, uh, what was that kind of, he was hit somewhere, I don't know. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> so orbital was, bone. Yeah, it was an, an injury that put an end to that fight. It wasn't a real knockout, right? So, yes, yes. Yeah, so if he had been able to continue fighting, I think yeah, that would really be kind of, very close, tough fight for Canelo because Saunders is so tricky, you know, he's so good at, at his defense is pretty good also, I would say, and uh, yeah, he's just a very clever fighter. He's not a really, you know, of course, he's not a puncher, but yeah, he's got yeah. The skills, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, what do you think? How do you think Saunders in plant compared? Well, I think plant hits harder, definitely. Yeah. Especially, I think he's a pretty good body puncher. You know? So that's what he should actually focus perhaps on against Canelo because you know yeah. how those punches can come very, I mean, <laughs> can be quite devastating if they are yeah, executed right. And yeah, maybe Canelo can be caught off guard almost by body yeah. yeah. Yeah, I noticed, and maybe it's because of Canelo's shots and the firepower coming back, that a lot of his opponents, uh, at least as of late, have been reluctant to get off their offense, I guess because of what is coming back to them. But you're right, yeah. I haven't seen anyone really center in and, and really go for Canelo, really working the body, really bringing the offense to him, because a lot of times – his last several opponents seem to more so shell up. I would say mm-hmm. that um, Kovalev had a couple of moments where he was uh, trying to get off his offense and coming forward, but even him, in, in the end, he, he essentially started to just shell up and be reluctant to throw. Yeah, definitely. I actually haven't yet seen, I mean, I've seen that knockout only, but I haven't seen yet that fight with Kovalev, but I, I didn't want to watch it really because yeah. he was, I knew he was going to lose more or less anyway, but because he was already, you know, damaged goods, but he did pretty well, surprisingly yeah. well, I heard, you know, <laughs> so that was pretty weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did, he did pretty decently, you know, and this was him rebounding and and uh, some people think he was fully shot. I don't know that he was fully shot. He rebounded from that loss to Elidir Alvarez, and this yeah. was a fight immediately after that. 
And I have to admit that Kovalev looked good in that second fight with uh, Alvarez. Mm. And some of it, I guess, could have been focused in terms of when things haven't gone well for Kovalev and training was a big issue, I guess they were talking about. And he's successful to the body, but he had some moments against Canelo. But um, ultimately, yeah, I just think Canelo right now, he is, if you look at him, just, He's really grown into 168 pounds, so yeah. therefore I don't think he's going back down. So all the talk of 160, I think, is out of the window because it probably wouldn't yeah. make any sense for him to go back down from 160. Now, when yeah. they, yeah, I've heard discussion. That would be pretty, yeah, pretty damaging, I think, for him. To, yeah, that would have to struggle to make the weight, you know, sweat off too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would yeah that would be uh, probably uh, damaging for him at this stage. Now, I would like to, you know, we've had discussions in the past, and of course not to look past Caleb Plant because Plant is very much a live dog in this fight. Yeah. Um, of who we could see Canelo in there with next, and of course one of the names that has routinely been thrown out there is David Benavidez and yeah. I don't really know how close we are to that. Uh, it seems that we may be a little bit further away from that actually happening than one would would think unless Canelo him himself demanded that hey I want David Benavidez next. I know Benavidez was lined up to fight uh, I can't remember who the opponent was here not too long from now but the person pulled out, I believe it was the injury, so I don't know if he's still fighting or whatnot. But that was a name as far as someone who theoretically, on paper at least, would come at Canelo and pressure him with the type of offense that he hasn't faced in a long period of time. I think Benavides would maybe be the toughest opponent uh, right now for Canelo because of both uh, his uh, height and reach and uh, the way he just fights you know throws a lot of punches and uh, yeah he's just uh he would definitely not shrink you know from that that challenge you know, definitely i like so many as you said guys like feeling and uh yeah i'm not gonna callum smith also i guess partly yeah that would be a whole 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 different scenario i think and uh, Canelo will really have to uh, you know, dig, dig, dig deep and really like fight his best fight to win. win. I, I think so, really. But of course, Benavidez has had some tough fights as well before. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's mostly been impressive, you know. Even in those tough fights, he's been, you know, rather impressive. And uh, yeah, he's a puncher. I, I don't know if uh, he's. Uh, <laughs> A one punch knockout guy, or he has no, to can't believe that. Yeah, he that's why he throws a lot of punches. I guess he, mm -hmm. he's more of that accumulative kind of puncher. Yeah. yeah, I think with him, it would certainly be a battle of attrition. Uh, and taking that into account, I don't know that he would necessarily outlast. Canelo, of course, uh, if the fight happens, we would be able to tell, but Canelo was built for the long haul as well. So it would make for a very interesting fight for as long as it lasts. And if we see an offensive Benavidez in in the way that we know he's capable of, uh, it could be one of those sort of classic type fights. 
But that being said, I must say that Benavidez has gotten off to a bit of a slow start in his last several fights uh, when you look at it in totality. And I think part of that could be sort of the time in between. He seems like a fighter, excuse me, who thrives off of being active and fighting more. So we'll see what he looks like. I think we do need to see him in there once again. And if this fight that is that was previously scheduled is going to happen, that'll give us a good idea of kind of where he's at relative to his last fight and how he's looking as far as coming in in shape because I believe he was uh, overweight in his last fight, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, he's a big guy, you know, for yeah. about 68 pounders, definitely. Yeah, he's been growing. I mean, he's still young, so... His body yeah. hasn't uh, yet, you know, fully, I mean, how you said, fully developed, so, yeah. Yeah, so he I may... Trust, yeah, he will be going up to 175, eventually. Yeah, and I could be wrong on that. He fought Ronald Ellis, so yeah. I was trying to think. I know Jojo Diaz was overweight in his last fight. Maybe I'm thinking of that, but... Oh, um, right. I'm going to see. Was he overweight? But I know that, yeah, he, he definitely is going to eventually be going up to 175. So he may not have been. Uh, I digress on that. Um, I, I'll have to look into that. I don't know for sure. But it looks like um, I'm looking it up here now. So November 13th, it looks like he did get a replacement opponent. Uh, and it's going to be a Kyron Davis, who's a last-minute replacement yeah. coming in. 16, 2 and 1, 6 KOs. So that tells me he's probably not going to have the type of pop to really do much with Benavidez. But that being said, uh, we'll see how his boxing skills are. I don't know that I've seen him for sure. He's out of Delaware. And that's going to be his opponent, November 13th, Benavidez versus Davis. Yeah, I see it now also. Yeah, well, I hope he won't be fighting too too many of uh, lower level opponents because he needs a bigger fight soon. Soon enough. Yeah, yeah. The Ronald Ellis fight was a good fight and good win for him. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So we'll see how he looks because he fought once in 2020 and then he fought in march so he's gotten in two fights he will have gotten in two fights here in 2021 so i guess that's good momentum uh leading into next year and we'll see if he's a part of that canelo sweepstakes Mm. you know who else i would like to see against canelo even though he's not right now at 160 of course it's uh demetrius andre oh yeah (laughs) I think yeah. he would really, you know, I guess, have a realistic shot, you know, I guess, Canelo, definitely. I agree. I uh, was actually watching a few Andre fights uh, on my flight back from uh, Mexico City here uh, recently. And yeah. uh, I was just looking at the Walter Cotton-Dakwa fight as well as a couple of other ones he had. Um to include the highlights of the Liam Williams fight, you know, I think, yeah, yeah, I think Andre is a, yeah, he is very much someone that I like. Some people um, aren't really fond of his style or him in general, but I do think he's a top-level boxer, one of the elites in the game, and I think 
stylistically, he would give Canelo some problems, and it will make for an interesting contest. I, I would say that is closer to the type of matchup as far as Canelo versus Lara, where Canelo had a lot of problems. I think yeah. it's close to that, uh, and I think that it would make for a very interesting fight, especially with Canelo being here in his prime and looking exceptional at 168 pounds. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, yeah, and also some things that have been thrown out there recently, of course, is the potential of Canelo fighting Triple G in that trilogy fight. Now, oh, Triple oh. G, if you saw, and I'm sure you're aware, but Triple G, of course, has agreed to fight uh, Ryota Murata in, oh, yeah. on December 30, I believe, December 31st, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, this is, yeah, uh, Mur- they, yeah they Murata has a title. They got when they fight on New Year's Eve, yeah. Yeah, so I think Murata has like a, like a WBA title, if I'm not mistaken, or something of that nature. Um, or one of those yeah. uh, belts. Yeah. yeah, and of course, this was talked about at the very beginning of 2021, and it was a question of whether G- Triple G was going to wait the entire year um, because he had fought Sears Meta, uh, I believe that's his name, and um, Triple G, this was talked about way back then, and it looks like that ended up being... Uh, what it what it ended up uh, what it turned out to be in terms of him just oh. waiting the entire year because let me see when this Sarah's meta fight was oh yeah, yeah that guy yeah that's right the Polish guy Sarah Sarah meta yeah it, that was actually December of 2020 so yeah. he will have gone a year actually more than a year because this was December 18th and he will have gone a year in between that fight. Now, that's interesting, but maybe it's something that Triple G wanted. He is now 39. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So, well, 40, like April or something. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I, I just think, I don't know. For first thing, I think Murata will, you know, I expect him actually to win that fight because. Oh yeah, you know that the Ravianchenko fight he really exposed him at not not being you know being past his prime definitely yeah. So yeah, and so that you, fight was like 2019 or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was October of 2019. So yeah, uh, yeah it will be, have been uh, pretty long delays in between these yeah. last three fights for. Uh, triple G. So you favor Murata? Yeah, yeah, I do. You know, he's a very, he's a good puncher, actually. He's a very good fighter, you know, offensively. Yeah. So he's a, he's still rather, you know, he's still in his prime, I would say. And uh, yeah, that's a major difference. Uh, A rather, I mean, not rather, a very dangerous opponent for Triple G at this point, you know, and. I guess at any point he would be still rather dangerous, uh, not a safe opponent, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. and Triple G should not really chase a third fight with Canelo. I don't think he can ever come close to winning that fight. Uh, yeah. At, at so this why, stage. Why do it? 
Yeah, and even I know in some of the discussions, I was looking at some of the uh, sort of commentary on that potential fight, and Canelo apparently has stated that he will only face him at 168 pounds, so Triple G would have to come up in order to get that fight uh, anyway. So, yeah, it may not make sense, but um, speaking on that Triple G Murata fight, I guess I can kind of see where you're going there. Uh, Murata is very offensive. He's tough. He's got a chin as well, and uh, it should be interesting. I think that it'll really be telling in some sense because Murata can be there to be hit, and we'll see how Triple G's power looks here at 39 because – Sarah's meta, I think uh, a lot of us felt that he was going to get the win there and he was going to stop him. Um, but, you know, I, I guess Derevianchenko is that sort of best parameter. And he, yeah. he did take Triple G life and death. And it'll be interesting to see how uh, Murata and him hold up together. Yeah, I don't think Sarah meta was a puncher really ever. No, no. Like many knockouts. So it's like. I believe he was like 18 and old with, I don't know, six, seven, eight knockouts, something like that. Yeah, so yeah, he was 21 and 0 actually and oh, had yeah. uh, five KOs. So yeah, he wasn't oh, yeah, really much of a fighter. Right. Like, oh, yeah. Poor, poor yeah, Mangia fought him in his last fight. Yeah, that's yeah. good. So yeah, oh, he's yeah. gone back to back losses because I, I do recall that Mangia, Hami, uh, giving him a. Yeah. Uh, Giving him problem, and Mungia stopped him in the sixth round. Mungia, yeah, yeah, that's one of my Triple favorite. G stopped him in the seventh. Yeah, uh, wait, Mungia is fighting uh, someone also. There are some good fights really being made right now coming up. Oh yeah, yes, oh yeah, he's fighting Rosado. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, that is right. That's yeah. pretty. Yeah, I, I would say a really good match, but still, Rosado is. Tough guy, you know. And, uh, hey, yeah, Rosada. Hey, yeah, Rosada is old oh, Gabe. He's shown that he still has the goods. You know, he's probably yeah. been ca- probably been counted out a thousand times, but hey, he still keeps turning back up. And maybe that sort of performance against Danny Jacobs wasn't a fluke, you know. And he's looked good. Yeah, right. In, in that fight, in this last one against. Uh, Beck the bully, where he uh, stopped him with a huge punch that was on that knockout of the year uh, type uh, table or candidacy. And uh, I think Rosada will be a very good test for Munguia, who is now, of course, mm. training under El Terrible Morales, something we've spoken of. Well, and I have seen some slight differences in his game. So this is a very interesting one. And if he gets past Rosada, who is really sort of a, a a fighter you can take on to see if you're ready for that absolute next level, then it may be a major fight in store for Mangia after that. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. You know, he, it would be about time. So at, at 160, uh, yeah. I think he's got a lot of, lot of talent. I mean, a lot of uh, talent and uh, tools and all that. Physical tools and uh, yeah, it's very simply very exciting. Uh, young fighter, he's still like 23, 24, right? Something like that. Yeah, and he's golden boy, if I'm not mistaken. So it'll be interesting. I wonder if 
we could uh, end up seeing him against the likes. It would have to be cross-promotional, of course, but the likes of, say, um, Jamal Charlo, who is sort of sitting and waiting and has thrown his yeah, name yeah. out there saying, so Charlo has said that he wants the winner of this Canelo plant fight, oh, but, yeah. um, you know, whether that's uh, realistically going to happen or not is another thing, but Charlo Munguia, I think, would be uh, certainly a good one, if if not yeah. Charlo versus Andre. Yeah, that too. I'm just not sure why they aren't making those fights yet, but I hope they will. Soon, uh, Charles, of course, has not really been having yeah. fought a really good fighters for some time now. I guess you know it's been mostly like these B minus B plus, maybe guys. Yeah, his yeah. best win is the Revianchenko, and yeah, outside of that, his uh time at 160 has been rather uh lackluster. Yeah. Um, and then a Korobov fight where Corbo. some thought that uh, he really uh, didn't look too good. And mm. particularly Korobov could have uh, won that fight as well. Yeah, it's been yeah. sort of a lackluster thing for him. And he's done a lot of talking and calling out people, but doesn't seem to be getting anything made. And I know that Eddie Hearn has been trying to get him in the ring with Andre. And it doesn't seem like money is the issue, so I don't know what it is. Mm. Yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like some fighters just don't want to. <laughs> they have a list of uh, fighters they want to avoid. I guess I don't. Know. It's just yeah. it's, it's like that. <laughs> All right, eighty-six boxing, boxing haven. This is the Canelo Plant pre-show. I will just say, uh, Slavin as well, that um, I was able to catch that Michaela Mayer versus. Hamadouche, I forget her first name, uh, yeah. card last night. It turned out to be a pretty decent card uh, outside of the co-main event, which I thought was um, which I thought was all right. Um, not very offensive for my liking. But it turned out to be a fight of the year between Mayer and Amadouche. So I'm going to say definitely watch that fight. It has so much replay value. They were banging all throughout the entirety of the 10 rounds. And it turned out to be a very good fight. Fight of the year, Kennedy. Yeah, so it's been a rather good. Uh, these last two weeks have been good for female boxing. First, we had Cameron versus yeah. McGee, which was really, oh, yeah. a really, really good, thrilling fight. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think, yeah, Michaela Mayer looks like she got a lot of potential, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, and I questioned uh, whether uh, she had this type of fight in her, and that's wrong on my part, because she very much does, and she even looked good in the aftermath as far as conditioning, so she was built for this type of fight, and I think that at this point, yeah, she would be, uh, she's a major player, she's a major player there at 130, and she actually is going to be in line to at some point, Terry Harper, uh, who's under the uh, matchroom banner, and I think that could end up being a pretty good fight. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, women boxing is certainly, yeah, I mean, I would say, <laughs> better now than it did. You know, recently it was mostly about uh, Cecilia Rackus, you know. Uh, yeah. 
uh, Katie Taylor, Clarissa Shields. Now it's some other names as well. We have. My dog is going crazy. Yeah, I could hear some, a lot of barking out there. <laughs> She's, uh, I guess she wants to go out. But oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I think that uh, there are a lot of players out there at one. Things breaking up here. Thing. Oh, one sec. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. I was yeah. saying I was saying Clarissa, she's doing her MMA thing, but uh yeah, in reality, not so, uh <laughs> not so successfully, you know? I guess, <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think that there's uh there are some good fights out there. Or there's just one big fight for her, and that's Savannah Marshall. That's the fight I want to see. And I think Savannah, you know, I think it's uh closer to fifty fifty than some may think. And I think Savannah Marshall's style would pose problems for Clarissa Shield, just given the fact yeah, that right. she's long and she can punch from distance as well. So yeah, that is a, what I consider to be a, a, a major fight at 160 pounds if Clarissa wants to do it on the boxing side. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the tall one, right, Savannah Marshall? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know what's the deal. It seems that uh, Eddie Hearn is for it, so it's just a matter of her. Uh, mm. I don't know. She has to see what she she wants to do. You know. I was very impressed with Chantel Cameron. Really, I can say that because I watched that fight. Oh yeah. Very very uh, fast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that is going to end up being uh, a part of the sort of, I guess it's like a mini tournament. So she's going to end up taking on the winner of um, Kelly Reese versus Jessica Jessica Kamara. And they're eventually going to unify the belt. So that fight should be coming up at some point, And I think it's going to be a good one. Jessica Kamara is out of uh, Canada. Kelly Reese, U.S., she's a native. She has Native roots, uh, Native American roots. Uh, both of them are very good fighters. Kamara has a lone loss, and I can't exactly recall who it is, but it's it's like a top-level fighter. And Reese is undefeated, if I'm not mistaken, but it should make for a very interesting matchup uh, between the two of them. So, uh, And then they'll eventually, the winner of that will eventually face Chantel Cameron. So... It's going to be, yeah, I think it's, it is, we're in a good place as far as women box, women's boxing, and it continues to expand. Yeah. And it goes to show that, hey, when that competition is there, then, hey, it makes for good fights, and people will tune yeah. in. Definitely. I mean, I did watch, like, uh, a lot of Cecilia Bracus fights, and I remember there was simply not that much good competition in, in her time, yeah. in her best time. <laughs> So it was, you know, not that exciting to watch. You know. Yeah, and not only that, and she also was not uh, much of a puncher and for that in activity offensively either. You know, now some people who aren't punchers are more active and, and throw a yeah. lot of shots. So she was sort of more of a boxer and. Just, you know, in the fundamental sense, and that didn't always make for exciting fights. And I know she didn't have 
mini stoppages. Yeah, she was like uh, 36 um, two with maybe seven knockouts or something. <laughs> yeah. Seven or eight knockouts, yeah. Yeah, interesting, interesting indeed. So, but yeah, that's some, uh, but yeah, some good stuff in tow though. Um, but yeah, uh, this was the Canelo pre-show, Canelo plant. You know, we're gonna see what happens here tonight. Um, so, uh, I guess our final thing is, uh, what is your prediction for the Canelo plant fight? Uh, I don't know really. I'm kind of leaning towards maybe even a late stoppage for Canelo or a, or a, a points victory, most likely, you know. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, I'm going on the record. I say Canelo gets him out of there by the middle of the sixth round. We'll see if it happens, but that's well, what I'm going <laughs> with right there. I think 10th or 11th more likely, but... Uh, yeah, I can see it happening a little sooner also, yeah. All right, yeah. that makes sense then. So, yeah, we'll we'll see what goes down. Uh, but, yeah, hey, you know, this has uh, been a great one. Slavin has to yeah. to this Airedale who is uh, on, her, on her bag right now, as I say, or others say. Um, but we'll do this again tomorrow, right? Yeah. We'll make sure. this a more expanded <laughs> thing where we're going to talk about not only what happens with Canelo Plant, but some of the other action that has taken place over the last few weeks while we've been off air in a sense. So yeah, cool. appreciate you taking the time. Slavin from Boston oh, yeah. Haven. I've been really missing this. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, we will keep it up. We will keep it up for sure. So yeah, until then, hey, I'll check you out, my man. Yeah, all right. Thank all you. All right, easy. have a good one. <laughs> Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody, and I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Pick any program and just follow it step-by-step, step, like our 21-day fix program or the ab-shredding muscle burns fat program. Plus, there's free support in personalized fitness groups with our community of over 2 million members. Now is the time, so don't wait. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Nothing feels more like summer than bare feet on freshly cut grass. And this Memorial Day, the Home Depot has savings on all the things you need to get your lawn in shoeless shape. Get hassle-free cutting, trimming, and cleaning power with cordless lawn tools from RYOBI. Whatever your lawn needs, we have tools to get the job done that won't leave you tangled up. So what are you waiting for? It's time to feel the grass between your toes. Feels like Memorial Day at the Home Depot. How doers get more done.